Hey guys, before I start the episode, I got to announce Field Trip 2022 happening at the Underground Ranch in Chelsea, Iowa. Uh, brought to you by Stutterbox. Like I said, Underground Ranch. It's going to feature a wide variety of EDM artists all over the, from all over the state, really. We got people from California. We got people from Minnesota. Um, Medicine Place, Snag, Rusker. Uh, those are just some of the names I can think of. 40 Hertz. I don't know. This is just my autistic brain picking apart names. But there are plenty of people there. It's well worth it. Come check it out. Um, so come get your tickets in the link below. We got camping. We got podcasts. We're going to be doing podcasting stuff. We got hip-hop stuff. We got EDM stuff. We got plenty of things. So what are you waiting for? Go check it out now. Trying to find your next spot for a show or event? Look no further because Stutterbox Productions is here to help. If you're looking for a solid team of people to get you started with your next performance or event, this is the company to contact. They're even bringing back Field Trip this fall, September 16th and 17th, and they have plenty of more shows lined up. So what are you waiting for? Head over to Stutterbox Productions' Facebook page for all of your needs today. Oh, oh, Gorilla Graphics. Gorilla Graphics. We are evil. No, we're not. Uh, Gorilla Graphics Design Agency can provide you with top tier effects and production value. Um, I've worked with them several times. I've collaborated with them. Uh, the team is very, you know, generous, very kind, and you know, most importantly, they know what the fuck they're doing. So if you want top tier effects, top production value. They have everything you ask for. So head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. Fuck, he's going to hate me for that. Hello, everybody. Watch the slides, listen to them, Calister Hours. I'm your host, as always, Coleman Calister. We're joined today um, by Cedar Rapids um, resident rapper Silence. How the fuck are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. You. Um, I, I, <laughs> I wanted to say, first time we've ever had guests get pulled over on the way to the podcast. Yeah. I thought that shit was fucking crazy, man. So, what, were you speeding? Or? No, I was sitting at a red light. You were just saying, the, the, oh, the, that's right. The we turn signal, about this. yeah, was, yeah. So the turn signal turned on right there by the high V. Mm-hmm. So just right down the street. Yeah. Um, as I turn, I saw the lights go, and I was like, "What the fuck?" So I pulled over. I just bought a brand new car, and it's got tint on the back. So my dealer tag's not in the back window where it's supposed to be. It's in the front. So he pulled me over. He's like, "You don't have any plates on us," and I pointed at it. I was like, "It's right there." So in the state of Iowa, it it's not required to be in the back. It's supposed to be visible. That's yeah. It. Technically, yeah. it's visible in the front. Dealership put it there. They told me, yo, if you get a ticket, we'll pay it. I'm like, all right, cool. So he came up, he did his thing, handed him the, the proof of purchase and everything like that, um, license, all that shit. And he comes back and he's like, your tent on the back is illegal. And I was like, no, it's not. The back windows can be as dark as I want them. It's the front windows that you have, <laughs> you have certain percentages. And he like looked at me, he started stuttering a little bit, and he was like, just find a way to put it in the back. I was like, all right, cool. Can I just zip tie it to the, the plate holder? Like, I'll do that. But from my understandings, you're not supposed to alter the temp tag. Yeah. So it's supposed to stay however it is. So I can't physically put it there. So I'm going to alter it, put it on, and then you're going to give me a ticket? I was like, no. 
So he ended up driving off. As he like he drove off, we were behind him. He was in the, the turning lane to go left instead of right, and we were going right. As I'm pulling up to get to the stop, he skirts out and goes right, cuts straight across the, the section to go get a different car. I was like, oh, he's just on bullshit. Like, that was it. And then while we were getting our stuff out of the back, we saw him come flying through after another car. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's he's on one today. <laughs> like, Jesus. He's got a quota to me. Yeah, it's he's the like, third of the month. Like, <laughs> bro, you've got time. Calm down. He likes to get, done er- get him done early. Yeah, you know? so he can just chill. I should have bought some donuts on the way and been like, yo. What's that fluffy joke? You smelt them. You should have just stood outside while he passed by. Yeah, I was dumb. So the, there, there's a uh, stat that states you're most likely to get in an accident or get pulled over within seven minutes of your destination. So it's normally right before you get home or right before you get to where you're going. And just yeah. happened to be one of those things. I looked at GPS said two minutes. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> we drove all the way here. Like, I was here yesterday, and nothing happened. I'm two <laughs> minutes through an interview, and here we go. I was like, God damn it. Thanks. Damn. I think that's the same for accidents, too. Yeah. Yep. Right before you get to your destination. That's yeah, kind of crazy. Why do you think that is? I think people stop being so cautious. Stop that's paying attention. Point. Start cutting corners, you know. Oh, we're home. Yeah. Like, whatever. I could do this in my sleep, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yellow that. lights turning red, and it's like, man, I don't want to stop, so they speed through it, get T-boned in the intersection type thing, because like, they're <laughs> so close to... I think that's just just basic human error that causes it. Yeah, you you know the fucking uh, have you heard of like people on Ambien? How they like yeah they'll, they'll fucking like drive in their sleep. Yeah, and shit. fuck that. That freaks me out. Yeah, you know, I got hit by a sleep driver. For real? Like what? Like that's <laughs> how do you explain that to somebody? I got hit by a sleep driver. Like what the fuck is a sleep driver? Like oh they're taking medications and they just grab their keys and put their shoes on they forgot their shirt because you know you can't do a hundred percent of everything because otherwise you're not sleep driving like the fuck got one sock on <laughs> that would be impressive right if they had like an olympics for yeah <laughs> take as many pills and see what you can do there are people who like make entire turkeys what the they'll, fuck they'll like go make a thanksgiving dinner in the middle of fucking the summer <laughs> no no, wake up! Like, why is there mashed potatoes on the floor? Yeah, I forgot right. to get the bowl and just throwing it on the ground. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shit like that. Yeah, man, that would be an awful cleanup too. Oh. I feel bad for the person who's married to that. Fuck. <laughs> Can't do, do it. That's a hell of a sacrifice, right there. Yeah. I I think I think if the woman's the problem, she should allow like friends or something to make up for it. I think that's a fair trade. That's fair. I think it should be government mandated. <laughs> it's 2022. If you if you do anything in your sleep, you're allowed to fuck your wife's friends. Uh, That's how that we're works. We're descendants of Andrew Tate. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have your Hustlers University subscription? Uh, n- no? Question mark? I think it's a digital thing now, so maybe. It's probably somewhere in my email, I forget. Well, so we were on our way up here, and I was talking about backing up all my music on a, a physical CD in case, like, the internet crashed, right? Yeah. Like, all digital stuff just went out the window. I was like, oh, I'll put it on a CD so I still have that memory. And the other person in the car, I'm not going to mention who it was, uh, said, uh, yeah, I do that same shit with my porn. He was so when the derecho happened in Cedar Rapids, and there was no, no internet, nothing. I was good. I was like, this fucking dude. 
<laughs> priorities. I like yeah, it. priorities. I, I thought like he was going to be like, yeah, dude, I think about when the internet crashes and what will happen to society. Nah, I'm worried about my porn. <laughs> Men. We're not very smart sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I used to have, that's why I like got DVDs all the fucking time. <laughs> I was like stockpiling on like all these seasons yep. of TV because I was like, yeah, well, and it was like I remember that was back in like you know 2016, 2018 when like a lot of the Russia speculation was going oh, yeah. on and shit. Well, I've always just been paranoid of that too. Like <laughs> someone's just gonna pull the plug and we're not gonna have it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I always think that. So I still got the backups just in case. I mean, it's never a bad idea to have backups. It's never a bad idea. But no, not at all. I think it's kind of stupid when people like complain about like the security and like a phone or an account mm-hmm. they're like oh i have to do all this like would you rather have all of your shit stolen would yeah. that be a better alternative <laughs> yeah exactly like, update your password every 90 days it's got to have the full alphabet every character and special letter and some alien gibberish that's one of those things i had to change my password for my bmi which is what you use to register your music and uh it was like it requires two spaces I've never had a password where you had to put spaces in it. So I was like doing the password and it was like, no, you forgot a space. So I add a space, but then I forgot, you know, an asterisk or whatever. And then it's like, oh, you need a capital letter and a number and another space. I'm like, bro. So I did the, the iPhone auto populate. It was like, there's still yeah. no spaces. I was like, you just call me a bitch any other way you want, but <laughs> just take the fucking password. Like. That's retarded. Dude. Yeah. But hey, I'd rather, you know, have to go through that than somebody steal my music. So Yeah. But like Spacebar? I just never in my so life, bizarre. like, I guess it's just one extra thing for algorithms to try to figure out. Sure. So. Sure. I, they are getting, like, really creative. It's like, you know, the boxes with the fucking image, like, that. They're going to figure that out at some yeah. point, right? Yeah, like, that's sure. such a... <laughs> It's such a stupid, like, all right, are you a real person or not? <laughs> they got to think of something better, right? Yeah. And, like, this far into the game. Yeah. How fast signal. That's the thing with, like, increased technologies. Like, some of the bones and the structures, I feel like, are still, like, really buggy in a sense. You yep. know? All right. Peace, right, man. I'll see you in a bit. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, he's left. Our one person that cared about this episode. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone. I can say his name now. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's off to the studio, yeah. so get everything started. Yeah, there you go. So, fucking dog. <laughs> so, silence. Uh, what? Uh, what went into like you know your name and your ethos and all that? Um. So, silence is a nickname I got when I was younger. Um, I was a very quiet kid, and I'm not not quiet as in the sense of I don't talk. Quiet as in like. When shit was ready to hit the fan, I didn't say anything. I just got to it. Like, you know, when people argue and they're, oh, hit me, hit me. I was, fuck that. The minute it escalated, I was hitting you. Like, I I wasn't a very good kid growing up. So the nickname wasn't a good thing for the longest. And then I kind of got away from it. People were back to calling me Derek and everything and stayed away from it. But I got back working into music and we were just like going across like stories of who are you? Like, what do you do? You know, what got you into music? And, uh... When I was younger, I, I did music, and I went by Silence because that was my nickname. And my boss at the time was like, bro, that's a dope-ass name. He's like, 
we're going to do that again. And I was like, no, bro, it has a horrible meaning behind it. Like, I'm not that person anymore. It's a very uh, negative reflection on myself. And he's like, nope, silence it is. It's going to be silence. <laughs> and I didn't have an option. <laughs> no so it just kind of, it stuck. But I mean, it is a dope name. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it just was one of those things that it went from a negative to a positive, And now everybody calls me silence. Like, I can walk into a building and somebody, oh my God, silence. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> Like, what's up? I was going to say, for a guy named Silence, you talk a lot more than yeah. <laughs> you would guess. Yeah. It's a, uh, you'll, there's certain situations where people will be like, God, why the fuck are you so quiet? Like, I'm like, well, now you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, when things start to escalate, I get really quiet. Or like, right before I'm supposed to perform, I shut down, kind of put yeah. myself in that artist mode. Um, when I'm doing interviews, um, it's more about my story. Telling people who I am, what I do, what I know, how I got there, stuff like that. But there's just those certain moments where it's like, why are you so fucking quiet? And they'll be like, silence to the stage. I'm like, oh, you're silence. No wonder you were, you know, didn't say shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably it. <laughs> that is a good cover. Yeah. For sure. It works. Um, I think that's kind of the disadvantages of podcasters. I can't really, I can't be like, this is the silent podcast. Yeah. Why aren't you saying shit, dude? Like, just ASMR. Yeah. This was a waste of my time. You're just not saying anything. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, but then it's, it's kind of like that double entendre um, and almost a contradiction in itself of I'm silenced, but I make music. Yeah. And I was, it's one of those things I told people silence is the only sound that you're forced to listen to. If you think about it, they're like, well, no, it's lack of sound. But when you're sitting there and there's nothing going on, you don't have chirping of anything. It's just dead quiet. And you start to get that that slight ring in your ear because your your brain is literally making a noise so you don't go insane. Because, they, you know, you can put yourself in those, like, negative 32 decibel rooms or whatever and see how long you last until you, like, tweak. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. And so your brain starts to create noise naturally. Silence is the only sound you're forced to listen to. It's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> Somebody should fucking make an album. So like just sit in there for like make like break the record like so have some like <laughs> artist musician go in there break the record and then just like come up like a depressing yeah. fucking album <laughs> just like make it quiet and like three three tracks in you just hear somebody start screaming because they just can't handle it anymore like and then the next song just the most depressing kill yourself song because that's where they went damn so how long <laughs> have you been doing your music um I started recording and doing music. When I was younger, I was I was like 11, 12 years old when I got my first like discovery of I can write music, but I was singing and I could sing. I was part of choir and all that stuff and was lead singer and then puberty happened, couldn't sing anymore. Um, <laughs> but I, I found a way to still be able to put words together um, in a rhythmic flow, which is how I discovered rapping for myself. Yeah. And um, I still write music for like... Uh, pop stars alt pop um r&b like i write music that it's like oh i hear the sound but i can't physically sing the greatest myself so then i'll hire somebody else to sing for me and uh so i was offered a record deal when i was like 16 and turned it down uh because for me i've always been money driven i was like how can you make money on my music but i don't understand that i feel like if i tell you hey i can sell your podcast but you don't understand the concept of selling your podcast it's one of those things of I can kind of get over on you. I could sell your podcast for a hundred dollars, but tell you, man, we only made ten bucks. I give you ten, I take ninety. Like I felt like that's what the game was, so I turned it yeah, down. Sure. 
and I started teaching myself the music business. And I went to school for music business uh, at Full Sail University out of uh, Winter Park, Florida, or okay. Orlando. Yeah. And uh, so I started to learn the aspects of that. And then I got away from it, got into uh, business in general, because I learned that sales is just being creative with your words, uh, convincing people to do things. And uh, music's kind of the same thing. You know, I'm being creative with my words. So I got into sales. I uh, got into owning my own businesses, and a buddy of mine introduced me to events. He was like, man, I need an investor. I had expendable money. I was like, sure, why not? Let's see what happens. I like to party. Fuck it. What's the worst that's going to happen? So I invested, and I met this guy um, who was a big name in the industry. And I was like, bullshit, you're in Iowa. Like, we were at Eden Lounge in Iowa City. I was like, fuck are you doing here? Oh, I was booked for this. I was like, oh, you're who I paid. Because it was my money that made this happen. I was like, you're who I paid. But... I want to see what you do. So we ended up hanging out and I was at the studio while they were doing their, their shit. And I was like, whoa, all right, this guy's the real deal. Started Googling him and he's got Grammys and plaques. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, all right, cool. Uh, I was offered an internship and went off to Miami and did that little thing for a while. I was a and r for a couple of years and uh, was in and out of the buildings in New York, record labels, uh, uh, the Sirius XM studios, all that stuff. Uh, COVID hit. And I was going through some shit uh, right prior to that. Re- wrote and released a record just for shits and giggles. Like, it was a, an apology record. And uh, it grabbed traction quick. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Tone, who just left, um, we were at studios and everything. And we just started fucking around and made a record. It was called Who Wants to Smoke? And we dropped it. And he's like, we need to put a push. And I was like, nah, I'm not worried about it. I don't want to do that shit. We put a push. And in, like, six months, it hit, like, 150,000 streams. I was like, oh, fuck, wait a minute. I was like, well, let me tap into some of my contacts from when I was working with the, the labels. Next thing you know, it's on Shade 45, and it's uh, on um, 95.7, and it's, like, just hitting radio stations across the country, and people are doing write-ups on it. I'm like, oh, shit, we might have something here. You know, working in the industry, I, kn- I knew how to push it. So we started pushing it. We ended up doing a joint album in November. November 23rd will be a year that it's been out. And it's rolling on half a million streams. Hell yeah, dude. So it was one of those things of, it was an accident, got, was in music, got out of music, got back into music, <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> so. Damn, that's but, fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you, uh, I was really impressed with like, uh, and you just mentioned it, like you kind of, your marketing, your business mm-hmm. background, like what, is there anything that you found like in your music or what you do that like um, works in that regard, like works with the algorithm or just has made you successful um yes uh i have noticed people like to the aesthetic people like to see what's going on even if it's just me in the studio doing a quick little uh like two second snapchat of like the control panel and stuff and we call it the bridge but the control room (laughs) where it's got everything you just you know quick little across the screen no sound those things tend to get more views than when i make a post visual concepts seem to do that if I like and that's why I made the flyer I was like yo do you have any information that I can do to make a flyer and it's because if I put the flyer out there and I throw a little music behind it make it like a quick little reel I'll get more engagements people don't want to read last night at the show it was a costume party I'm one of the headliners they're like yeah we're doing a costume winner announcement I was like when the fuck did this become a costume party they're like it's in the flyer it's been in the videos we've been promoting it for two months Goes to show even the artists don't read the flyer. I see my name. 
you booked me. I know the time, the date. I'm going to be there. I'm going to show up and do my thing. I'm going <clears> to <throat> share the post as much as I can, but I'm not reading the shit. If you make a video and it's you explaining it and it's 10 seconds, I might listen to it. Now I'm going to know two months in advance it's a costume party. I didn't know I was the only person in there without a costume. I was like, well, sorry, guys. Like, this is what you got. Um, so that's what I've learned works for me is just giving them a visual uh, aesthetic to see what's going on, see what happens in the studio, see what happens at the shows, what's behind the scenes. Um, when I create music, I throw on my camera and I videotape me. So I don't write it down. I videotape myself so I have content to share with other people. Like, this is how I came up with this. Uh, and all that stuff seems to work. A lot of artists don't do that. They type something up and they share it. So when you're doing your um, your video spots or your flyers or whatever, are you doing that yourself? Are you having other people do it for you? So or? the videos I do myself. Um, flyers, I don't have time to create a flyer. So I have my my manager, manager slash business partner, Tone. Um, he's crazy artistic. So he makes flyers. He makes uh, um, like video flyers as well. So uh, because we've we've learned that, you know, the standard flyer catches a certain audience, the visual video one catches another type of uh, audience. So he handles a lot of that. But when it comes to everything outside of that, it's all me. So and it's just one of those things I just do it on the go. So TikTok became an amazing platform for the shit I was already doing. So I was just able to start uploading that. So damn. So how long was like the between the time that you kind of like started up again music and like you took off like how much like time and effort went into getting to into that point um like a full push i'd say maybe a month okay maybe a Damn. month that's like, not a lot of time at all no uh, i one of the things i'm super thankful though for is that i had the contacts so i'm a <clears> firm <throat> believer of you know the whole uh, is it who you know or what you know type thing? Sure. Yeah. And I say who you know will get you there, but what you know will keep you there. Uh, so who so I know got good. me into the studio, got me into the recording. What I know is what's kept me relevant. So it was one of those things of we put it out. All right, watch this. Let, let me do what I do best. I specialize in marketing and branding. I do it for a lot of people. I've done it for multiple successful companies. And uh, like, let me show you. Fuck talking about it. Let me just show you what happens and... It just started to take off, and they're like, well, wait a minute. So within that month time period, I probably put maybe 40 hours into it because I wasn't super serious about it. I didn't care. Like, I had my my own passive income where I didn't really have to worry about it. Um, So now I probably put 80 hours a week. Like, I put twice as much in a month, maybe 40 now it's it's easily 80 hours a week. Like I, I went over the schedule just since Friday with you. Like I'm constantly doing something now. Yeah, um, that's insane, man. And, and it's because the more consistent you are and the more in your face I am, the farther my reach gets. So like last night at the show, all the artists are having their fun. They're doing their thing. Meanwhile, I'm walking person to person in the building. Hey, I'm silence. What brought you here today? What artist brought you here? Oh, you weren't here for the music? Did you hear my set? Oh, you didn't? What's your Instagram? Let me follow you so I can share some of my content with you so I can increase every person that I exchange information with. As long as they listen once, I get paid. That's all that matters. It's, I don't get paid a lot, but I still get paid for every interaction. So while everybody else is drinking, doing their thing, I'm sober, I'm networking. I'm working the room. Uh, that's one of the things that I do better than probably anybody is. You put me in a room full of 200 people, I'm touching 200 hands. It's just how it works. Yeah. Well, you kick my ass in that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I, do, I, I probably do that better. I've taught a lot of people how to just work a room. And it's as simple as, hey, I'm so-and-so. Who are you? 
What brought you here? I'm focused on you. I'm not focused on me. What brought you here? Oh, what got you into that? The same questions you ask me, I ask them. And a natural human response is for you to, well, what about you? So you're giving me the opportunity to talk about myself. I'm creating that rapport. I'm establishing the relationship. It comes down to me to find value. Are you the janitor that's going to help me clean the building? Or are you the CEO who's going to help me run the building? Are you somewhere in between on that line that's going to get me a discount? Maybe get me some free, you know, whatever. Every person you talk to has a benefit somehow. It's just up to you to figure out how. What do you provide? How can I utilize you as an asset? And in return, what can I do to help you? How can I be of a service? Instead of just being one-sided me, 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 it, it has to be that back and forth. You're going to get me a discount? Cool. I'm going to use your discount to feed both of us. It's one of those situations. So, I see. So, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I think that's, I think you say with any industry, like, that's the most important thing is the connections. Yeah. Like, you touched on that very well. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, and I think that's, like, where a lot of people fall into the trap with, like, I think especially in the rap game. And, like, you know, money's obviously involved. I'm sure that there's always a price. But, like, I feel like there are a lot of people who are very hard-nosed and they're like, this is my value. This is what I'm worth. I'm not willing to budge. Yes. And they end up almost limiting themselves in the way. Yes. I think, uh, you know, have, having the mindset where it's like, okay, the most important thing here is the relationship that's being built. Like, I always try to have that with the podcast, too, you know. I always try to end. I think that also goes to, like, avoiding people who might be, you know, not good for the podcast, yep. you know. Like, like you know, I'm not sober-minded like you. But <laughs> I do try to, uh, you know, kind of have that same mind, you know, mind frame where I'm like, um, you know, I'm just I'm trying to do this, you know, business repertoire. Yep. I'm trying to repertoire or whatever. I'm trying to, uh, you know, put myself forward. I think that's an important thing, man. Yeah. Um, the people who limit themselves are the ones that normally fail on top yeah. of that. So unless you're at the top of the pyramid, you're the big shark in the game, you kind of you can't have that. Like if you're Bill Gates, you could be like, nah, this is what I'm worth. Take it or leave it. Simple as that. Like you can do that. You've made it to that point. Yeah, exactly. But everybody underneath Bill Gates, you're not you're you're not that important. You're not that valuable. You can be replaced. Simple as that. And there's always somebody there to pick up the ball when you drop it. Never never fails no matter what industry you're in. Yeah. So and that's why a lot of people fail is like, oh, uh, I want to get on shows, right? I want to perform, mm. but I'm not gonna. I, I'm too good to reach out to the promoter myself. <laughs> or like we have people hit us up all the time. They're like, hey. This sounds good. You should contact my manager. I'm not doing that shit. You should have told your manager to contact me. Like, what are you talking about? Why are you giving me a task to help you? Like, but it's that I'm better than you mentality that a lot of people have that this is my price and I'm not going to budge versus having that natural relationship of, you know what? Hey, I know you're doing a show. I'd love to get on your show. Hey, it's $100 to get on my show, bro. I don't have $100 right now. What can I do to help? Can I sell tickets and come up with the money and pay you back? Like, how can I do that? The relationship is what's going to allow those those other opportunities to unfold. But if you're that artist or that that business person is like, nope, this is this is my cost. This is what I, you know, whatever. Uh, and you want to get into a building and that person hits you back like, nope, this is what it is. And you're, no, I'm not doing that. Well, guess what? You're not getting in that building. Simple as that. You have to eliminate that mindset in any industry in order to excel in that industry. Yeah. Communication and respect. Yep. Definitely. I feel like I have that problem with people that <laughs> try to come on the podcast too, you know. <laughs> they just they don't tell me things or like they they'll like drop out the last minute. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the same kind of thing. Like if you're 
if you're going to be playing games and like you know you're ultimately just wasting time and yep. then like that makes that diminishes your worth exactly so why am i gonna waste my you know literally why am i gonna waste my time doing this? exactly like your time is valuable you, yep. and that's why when we started the conversation i was like do you have a logo what's the time I'm going to make a flyer. I'm putting skin, the skin in the game now. I'm I'm getting a flyer yeah, made for exactly. this situation so you know I'm serious. You know, it's one of those things of I easily could be like, oh, man, you don't know who I am. You know, I got hundreds of thousands <laughs> of streams. What do you mean? You you should do your research. Like, no, fuck that. I don't know, why would I do that? Like, there's always going to be someone that has no idea who you are, no idea what you do. It doesn't matter who you are, what industry you're in. It's, it comes down to, hey, man, you have a platform. I'd like to utilize your platform. You know, you're going to do your quick little couple, couple clicks. If you see what you like, you'll respond. If you don't, you're not going to respond. You know, or you'll ask, hey, why do you want to be on this podcast? What, what, what value do you bring to my podcast? And then at that point, it's like, okay, hey, I've done A, B, C, and D. I can, you know, generate A, B, C, and D. Here's a flyer. Here's this. Here's that. And at that point, it comes down to me, you know, showing what I can do. There's no point in talking. You know, it's simple. Hey, I'm so-and-so. I'm so-and-so. How can we make this work? You know, but the minute one side is like, nah, bro, you should already know. At that point, that conversation's dead. There's no point in moving forward. Like, I'm, don't give me a bunch of extra steps to figure out who you are. You bring that shit to the table right away. Yeah. When people got realized in the day and age of the algorithms and how many different things are going through yep. your feed. It's you know, especially you know, obviously you're a higher caliber, so I assure your you know flow of media and people reaching out to you is you know, like you 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 have to stand out and you have yeah. to present yourself a certain way, or else yeah, you're just gonna get lost in the yep. whatever. Like hey man, follow my page and scroll down at the bottom. And <laughs> yeah, like 26 posts ago, I said I was a musician. Like the last 12 of them were about my kids. Like, no, if you go to my social media, that's all you see, music and music-related objects. That is it. So when you click on it, you're like, oh, he does music. My fucking picture is me on stage with the crowd behind me. Like, you know, it's simple as that. But if you have questions, you know, and I get media people that will be like, yo, I know you do music, but what do you do? Like, they'll reach out to me just to get more information to see if I'm, you know, the proper person for their platform. Um, I have other people that, you know, oh, my God, it's silence. I also have people that are like, who the fuck are you? tattooed weirdo like the fuck are you a ro- i've had people be like are you a rock star like i i don't think i look like a rock star but thank you um but no i do hip-hop music and then they're instantly turned off because their platforms for you know rock music it's like it's, it's understandable but it's up to me as the artist to make it as easy as possible for anybody to figure out what i do what type of music i do like if the harder I make it for you, the less interest you have, because like you said, you don't have a lot of time to put into generating an idea. Like if my picture was a meme, you'd be like, the fuck is this? Click on it. Like, and then for the next 12 posts, it has nothing to do with what I do. And it's all me sharing memes. You're going to be like, so you're a Facebook comedian. Like, why the fuck would I put you on my platform? And I don't care about you being a Facebook comedian. I feel offended. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the thing. So it's easier, especially when you're a podcast, you know, throw your podcast logo or whatever up. And yeah. People can be like, oh, you do a podcast, you know, and then your shows or whatever. But as a podcast, your job is to be interesting. So yeah. it's a little different for you when it comes to content that you can share. You can share just shit you think is funny. As yeah. long as every few posts people know that your podcast or in every post you make, you have your podcast link. Mm. You know, hey, there's a funny ass meme about 
squirrels or some shit and then you know ha 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 smiley face emoji and then boom McAllister hour podcast don't the don't the links fuck up the algorithm because i've heard that like on facebook at the youtube if you put your youtube link in it like i have to put it in the comments mm-hmm. yeah or else it like well i've heard even in the comments like it'll take it down in the so, thing so it's it's weird it's that whole new thing they have about the most recent and yeah. the mo- you know so it's when you put it out there you have to try to stay engaged so if you're going to put the the comment on there right or the the link in the 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 subject or whatever in the post you also throw it or your hashtags into the the comment and then every time somebody likes it you tag them you know okay. cuz then it bumps you back to the top so it's like oh Derek liked your post but i didn't comment you're going to go comment tag me and hey thanks for liking my post you know, then I'm going to like your, your thing or I'm going to say, hey, no problem or whatever. Boom. I, I You posted it at the top. <clears throat> I liked it. It moved it back up to the top. You commented. It moved it back up to the top. I liked your response or I commented your response, moved it back up to the top. So it, the most relevant thing is whatever is the most recent. So it's just you're constantly doing that. So that when you're scrolling through the feeds, it's like, oh, damn, somebody commented on this. Boom, back to the top. Damn, somebody comment. You, if you've ever noticed, a very popular post will show up on your feed for like three or four days straight. And it's like, dude, I've seen this shit already. Why is it still here? It's because people are commenting and they're fu- they're fucking up the algorithm. So it, it just depends on the platform on where you're putting that link at. Yeah. Is is there a line between like um, posting and like kind of doing that too much? Because I feel like it can get to a point. Like I've kind of had that struggle where like you almost like are posting too much yes. and doing things like too. In like a weird way, repetitively, yep. like what's the fine line with? That? I would say um, too frequently, not okay. too much, but too frequently. If I make a post right now about our show, and then in two minutes I see a funny meme and I share that meme, I instantly just drowned at our post. Oh, so it's like okay. I made the post. I need to leave that post up for a couple hours. So what they tell you is to do post two to three times a day. Um, so once in the morning, lunch, dinner. Sure. You can kind of skip the lunch one sometimes because a lot of people aren't engaged on their social media during lunch because they're working normally. Like the average consumer we're trying to reach is probably working. So in the morning when they first get up, open up, check their notifications right there. Sure. After work, they get ready to have dinner, check their notifications, boom, right there. So it, it, it's one of those things. But if you share 10, 20, 30 times a day and it's every few minutes, you're just drowning what you're putting out there. So they're only going to see so many of those posts. So, But then you also have to throw into effect of how many other podcasts do they follow? How many people are on their social media? How many people are really engaging in their social media? Because you could have 10 people, you know, on your social media. You're only going to see 10 posts, right? But if the McAllister Hour is posting 30 times a day, you're, you're, they're going to miss whatever you're posting. But then let's say the McAllister Hour is posting 30 times a day, but then Silence has one post that has 1,000 likes because my social media is higher. My shit's going to pop first because I've got the more engagements. So of your 30 posts, you might not even see a single one, even though you only have 10 people because my stuff is so popular right now. I see. So it's it's one of those things of just trying to find that that good threshold of what is the popular time for your engagements and then post at those times. Okay. That's interesting. So allow me to get a little broad and philosophical here. Um, what do you think about like the social media um, game in general? Like, I hate it yeah fucking hate it i do too i hate it i'm very old school i like guerrilla marketing is where i got my start handing out flyers knocking door-to-door cold calls like hey how's it going this is who i am this is what i do that's why i work a room so well that's what i'm used to social media is a different beast it's everybody's doing it and it's so easy but yet so difficult to become relevant on social media because Mm. so many people are doing it 
So, and then they constantly come out with new platforms. Like Facebook was strictly posts, like Twitter. Like Twitter was just your tweets. Mm -hmm. Facebook was the same thing. Instagram was pictures, shit like that. Then TikTok hit. TikTok showed that the the average person's um, attention span is less than 60 seconds, which is why Snapchat does 60 seconds. You're willing to watch 60 seconds. You're probably only going to watch 10 seconds, if we're going to be honest, but up to 60 seconds. So Facebook and Instagram became uh, video platforms and created Reels and a way to monetize Reels. More people engage in Reels and videos because their attention span is too short. I'm not reading shit. And that's me as a person. You tag me in something and there's this big ass paragraph. I'm like, yep, like move on. And that's why for the show, everybody's like, we've been talking about it. I'm in social media autopilot. I got tagged in it. I see that it's an event. I see it's music related. Throw a heart, throw a comment. Yo, super fire. Share it. Simple as that. Move on. I, I didn't read the shit. Like, I'm straight up about it. I didn't fucking read it. Like, I got too much going on to stop and read 30 seconds worth of words versus a 10 second video clip that told me what that 30 seconds of words said. Yeah. Simple as that. I hate it because of that. It has dumbed people down. (laughs) People don't want to read. They don't want to be involved in whatever. They'd rather watch a quick little funny video and move on. And I feel like it's fucking with our our education in the process, making dumber generations. (sighs) Yeah, it really is. It's... It's really going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. You know, in the next uh, couple of decades. It's really scary. Yeah, because our generation isn't going to run the country. This is the generation below us. Why, why do you think our generation isn't going to run? Because we still have generations two ahead of us that are running the country. So by the time they, they drop out, our generation is going to be too old to even be interested in it. You might have a couple people. But the people who you are going to be... think it's going to last that long to the point that we're old? What? How How long do people have to be in office for before they get kicked out for Congress? Like, they have unlimited terms and shit like that now. Yeah, but the but everybody's old, though. They're all going to die. But that's years. my point. But they, we're not going to be too old. We're going to be old, old enough to run. I'm not running for office at 40, 45, 50 years old. Hell no. I'm not doing that shit. I probably have a family. I'm ready either. to, you know, settle down. But that's what I'm saying. There, there might be one or two that are like, yeah, I want to do this. But I see. but you think the majority is going to be, uh, it's going it's going to be hard to fill that gap. Yeah, because they're going to be, you know, when it's time to replace those people, they're probably going to be our age. Like that's that's one okay. of those things. Like, and I don't know your age. I'm 28, so it's one of yeah, those things 20, of about turning 27 here. See, so so they're going to be our age when it's time to for this transition to happen because our generation's like, yo, get these old fuckers out. Like fuck is going on. And they're still not going anywhere. So when they finally get out, our, the generation below us is going to be that age where it's like, Oh, we have to stand up now. We're gonna have a bunch of fucking dummies who are built on social media. How are you supposed to run a country? The old fuckers can't run a country and the generation below us can't run a country. We're kind of in that pocket where the generation above us were hardworking and dedicated we are that technology and generation where everything started to unfold to us, but you still had to be a hard worker because we didn't utilize it as much. The generation below us is pure social media based and uh, digital based. Kids don't want to be outside playing and scraping their knees anymore. That shit hurts. They want to be inside <laughs> playing video games, pretending to shoot people yeah. versus I still go jump a fence right now. I don't give a fuck. I'll be like, <laughs> yo, watch this. Can I do it? And I'll probably bust my shit. Kid next to me is going, I'm not doing it. I'm going to hurt myself. Like, so it's that, it's that weird gap that we're going to have. And then say when they cycle out and one of us are going to run, the people who are going to vote for that are going to be the generation below us. And they're going to think the same thing we're thinking right now. These old fuckers can't run this. That's exactly what they're going to think. So that's, we have this weird little gap where our generation is probably going to miss the political office. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. 
that's an interesting thought i i i still think that um i don't know what what do you think about like uh like ubi like because i feel like a big problem with our generation kind of along the same lines that you're talking about is like a lot of people bow down to like government or like yeah. um you know big corporations kind of just making all the decisions for them and like whether you agree or disagree with that there's a fundamental problem yeah. with like just giving all of your will and thought yes. to an entity um know? i'll be damned if i let somebody else make decisions for me you can influence me but you're not gonna make a decision for me yeah um i, I know a lot of people that just be like i can't do it it's illegal i can't do it because they said no I have to take these medications because that's what my doctor told me. I have a buddy who um, he's got uh, severe anxiety. Yeah. And he's a firm believer that he has to take his medications. Otherwise, he's just going to freak out. I'm like, dude, I was diagnosed with severe anxiety. How I cope with it is I overwork myself. It's probably not the healthiest thing to do, but me overworking myself has made me successful. Yeah, it's it's un- undoubtedly better than taking medication. Yeah. The I medications make you a zombie, make you dumb. Yeah, uh, I was and, on that for years too. Yeah, so so you know personally, like yeah. you take the medications, you become something different. It might help, but it's because it's altering who you are as a person. It's calming you down by fucking with your chemicals. And yeah, shit. I think there are rare circumstances where people, you know, I think it's a, where I think it's a good idea to take Xanax. That's but like every day, I think it um, it actually does the opposite of what you're trying to do. It actually um, decreases your anxiety threshold. So things that like would normally not make you as anxious now make mm-hmm. you more anxious because you have this, you know, threshold for anxiety being yeah. shortened because you're getting this relief. And I could understand that. So it's like it's one of those things of I feel each person, whatever your depression or your anxiety or whatever it is, unless you get like the multi-personality, bipolar, sudden snaps type shit. Um, yeah. I feel like there's something out there that could help you cope better than taking the meds. Like for me it was music being busy for me um september 2nd is uh my sister's memorial i got hit so i watched my sister die when i was younger it's my very first memory i've ever had so i relive that all the time and like for me it's i've spent 20 it's been 25 years now i've spent 25 years finding trying to find a better way to deal with it i've gotten in legal trouble trying to find ways to deal with it i've drowned myself in alcohol and substance abuse to try to get away from it um one year i just went out riding my motorcycle and got hit by a drunk driver almost died like just trying to find ways to cope with it better i found for me to cope with that i just stay busy i don't go outside i just busy if i'm outside it's moving to the next thing so friday which was the second we did a studio session went to waterloo had like six different meetings a studio session i got home it was like one o'clock in the morning i went straight to bed I woke up next day, I had to do some shit. Today, same thing, over and over and over. And so far, this is the first year I haven't either gotten in legal trouble, gotten in physical altercations, or just had a complete mental breakdown. I've been good, but I've stayed busy. Versus my buddy, he's probably going to take medications and just drown himself in his room in a situation like this. I feel like every person has something that will help them cope with whatever they're dealing with. They just might not have found it yet. That's why some people have music, some people have art, um, some people have podcasts or comedy, or um, they've they work out, whatever it is. They found something different. Each person that has an addiction to working out probably could have been prescribed pills instead of working out, but instead they found a healthy way to do it. <clears throat> it's still an addiction. You go every day, multiple times a day. You spend your entire time doing it or whatever. That's still an addiction. Addiction is an unhealthy way to to handle something, but you can label anything as an addiction anymore. So it's yeah. like. 
it's it's a weird threshold with all that yeah well you're really tapping into like um our like you know biological like prehistoric nature like yeah. I, I i'm blue you know a big believer that the reason why there's so much anxiety in our society is because we're not like in the woods hunting for our food and building shelters yeah. and doing all these things that like you know people would consume their entire days just surviving yeah like and we don't even have a remote amount of that anymore. yeah <laughs> we microwave our food and like yep. watch tv you know what i mean it's just, yeah now it's the way to find yourself busy sometimes gives you more anxiety like, you get, like when you think about it, you get bored and you're like fuck i need to do something yeah like, what is there to do and then you start to get anxious because you're trying to find something to do and you start to have this this you know overload of emotions mm. and you just kind of snap it's like a yeah cycle. Yeah. And, yeah and so i agree you know back in the day it was hunting gathering and you were just staying busy at all times so but that also goes into the generation before us when they you know could rebuild engines and shit you know they stayed busy they didn't have as much of a um uh, mental illness influx as our generation and the generation after us has but it's because they were always busy they didn't have yeah. the technology to make it easy yeah it's true and and that's kind of the downfall in the way it's like they you know maybe have had would have had less mental issues but they also went like overlooked and like undiagnosed yep. and people didn't deal with them properly and there's a lot yep. of like generational trauma because of that yep. for a lot of people it's kind of like the whole your kid has adhd because you don't have the patience to handle a, <laughs> right. a, a six-year-old boy who's just right. rambunctious and wants to play all the fucking time yeah it's a six-year-old boy that's what he wants to do what the fuck did you want to do when you were six yeah like so I, I seriously believe there's gonna be an entire generation that's just like on crack yeah <laughs> That's what I compare it to on crack. <laughs> Might as well be. Yeah, 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 right. Bouncing off the walls for whatever reason because of whatever <laughs> structure they didn't have because people just couldn't handle it. Yeah, man. The whole overprescribing of things. Like, yeah. and, and you're seeing it with like Xanax and like autism and like all yep. these things, like the BPD. Like, people just like watch fucking a TikTok and they're like, oh, that's me. And then they, they make a TikTok. Yep. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's so focused on getting famous now, too. Yeah, and that's such a shitty way to try to do yeah. it, especially if you don't really, you know, if yeah. you haven't really, I don't know. Sure, I, there's a spectrum for everything, but, like, there are certain people that have really lived in the experience. Yep. And a lot of people who say that they're of that don't really know that person. Yeah, exactly. They just, they they see a similarity and they run with it. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. They hated their mom too, so did I. But they didn't realize that that other person's mom probably beat them and shit like that. And it's like, yeah. I just didn't like my mom because she was a bitch. <laughs> There's a strong difference between abuse, neglect, and you just not like being told no. Like, there's a strong difference. But they see that, oh, they didn't like their mom, and they run with it. They, they relate off of the smallest detail, and they create that as their image. So, I don't know. I'd rather have money than fame any day. So and <laughs> these people chase fame and they're not getting paid for it. They're just blowing up and going viral. Uh, you're not making shit off of it. Mostly just because you don't understand how to monetize whatever blew up for you. So yeah, for real. Well, like that's kind of been a thing like with the podcast, I've gotten the TikTok and, uh, molly my girlfriend slash assistant slash podcast slave <laughs> um, <laughs> um she was like telling me when i started like that like you, you like you should start the trend i think you should do like the trends like i'm like fuck that i'm not doing any of those stupid yeah. like whatever like the you dances see, and shit yeah, yeah. The, the stupid dances or like the noises or whatever yeah. like hey, uh, what oh my god do you watch stranger things i have not i've wanted to i've seen pictures and it looks dope but i have not well 
it's it's a decent show. Don't okay. don't watch season four though. It's, okay. it's, it's so fuck season season four. Fuck season four. Okay, fuck that's you. that's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's this like eighty song that they um that they play in it like over and over again, mm. and it's it's like the worst eighty song they could have ever picked. And like now, like I hear it everywhere. You hear it in the grocery store. You hear it on TikTok ten million times mm-hmm. a day. Like the trends, man. It, it it's really just weird and kind of sad to see people just like yeah. <laughs> mindlessly like and throwing it, on trend and you know? most of that is the generation after us the same generation we were just talking mm-hmm. about that's yeah. gonna try to run for office at some point yeah i will say it will never make it is always funny to see some bitch like drown themselves in yeah. fucking milk for like they literally, oh my god um, just... <laughs> literally waterboard themselves some of them are TikTok. funny yeah, yeah some yeah, of them are sure. funny i'm like dumbass like well, thanks for the entertainment like that's Thank you. I appreciate that because I'm not doing that shit. Well, that's a fine line too, right? Like actually understanding what you're being and being entertaining versus mm-hmm. just selling out. Exactly. Or like, you know, you got you got good ass, so like you get for it in the algorithm type yep. of thing. You know exactly, because I mean? you're just constantly showing videos of your ass. Yeah. Dudes are Neanderthals no matter what time of the, the, the <laughs> century we're in. You throw some good ass, guys are going to be like, yep like that happens and yeah. then they're gonna get yelled at by the girl because they did that and it's like but it was a video like we know what the fuck you were doing the girls know what the fuck they probably know better than we know yeah like if we're gonna 100%. be honest about it but because of that boom top of the algorithm now they're social media famous and they're influencers and they're influencers who don't know shit there's so many influencers out there that are like oh my god i've got a million followers you guys should go like this fucking thing and it's a makeup brand that test on fucking animals and they have no idea about it but that influencer is actually uh like an animals rights activist type thing but have no clue what the fuck they're saying because they don't pay attention to that they're just like oh, i'm getting paid here you go because i blew up on whatever but they're a vet or some shit like it's like come on now guys <laughs> yeah man it, it's a fucky thing it, it, you know just i i don't think that it's like a net positive for people like to do that like it's really gonna be it's really gonna be interesting to see in like the coming generations i i wonder if like sexuality is almost gonna get deprogrammed i can see that because like you can be a cat now do what sorry you can identify as a cat now <laughs> so <laughs> it's i literally i use that as an excuse for a lot of shit to people they're like derek why did you do that it's 2022 you could be a fucking cat like i can do that and you can't get mad at me for it anymore like oh uh, that's exactly like yeah it, yeah i mean it's exactly right dude like it, it, and you know like have you heard about like the there's like a growth of like animal fetishized porn coming out like what? like like the furries and stuff I, so i know about furries but yeah there's no like graphic novels and like yeah it's <laughs> no. crazy dude it's going in a weird direction that but yeah. i i mean i have seen specifically at the iowa summer jam this year there was a girl who had a collar on and a leash you know which is you know whatever kink you have but she was laying on the floor and she was licking her hand like a paw and was like brushing her fucking cat ear thing she had on i was like i remember pointing out i was like what the fuck is wrong with this bitch yeah that is a mental illness that's what they call yeah she identifies (laughs) as a as a fucking cat that's what that is that's i've seen it with my eye like i heard it they wanted to put litter boxes in the schools i was like the fucking dumb shit is this like and then i saw it and i was like what the fuck what in the absolute fuck but 2022 to each their own you do whatever you want i'm gonna do what i want i can have my opinion you can have your opinion 
I'm not going to throw my opinion and force it on you, but I am going to tell you what the fuck. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm going to look you in the face and be like, bruh, what are you doing? And you're going to explain. I'm like, all right, I respect that. Good job. Have fun. I'm going to go over here where the normal people are. And normal is suggestive as fuck because the normal people I think are normal are probably crackheads too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, and that's like kind of a, you know, kind of the shitty side of that too when people like kind of go down the cat route is like there are people who are, you know, sorry, but like they're like actually trans and they actually yeah. like went through that whole experience. And then you have these bitches like just being like, I'm a cat. <laughs> because they think it's popular. <laughs> yeah. Like I have, like, uh, a, here. I have a really good friend and I actually, I, I'm. Uh, I thought I was being more open-minded to it, and uh, he he's gay and everything, and I was like, I thought I was being with the trend, and I was like, oh, yeah, she, and he's like, bitch, I got a dick, and I was like, oh, I was like, my bad, I maybe I should have asked, maybe I should have like, yo, because of the, the, the weird stigma that we have, how am I supposed to describe you if I'm, you know, like, maybe I should have did that, but there are, you know, certain situations where it's like, I've seen him get mad because somebody just because of a trend, they think it's cool and shit. And he's like, motherfucker, do you know what type of bullshit I went through with my family yeah. because I was this? And you guys just think it's cute. And in six months, you're not going to be into it anymore. Like, and this is my full on lifestyle. So it's yeah. like, there's that weird fucking line of what can and can't you talk about? And how do you address it? And I'm unapologetically myself. Yeah. So I'm going to talk my sincere. shit regardless. Yeah, just be like, sincere and honest. That's yeah. like the, that's the best like, way to do it. If if I'm around one of my friends and I crack a uh, you know a politically incorrect joke, and they laugh about it or whatever, you know I apologize. Like yo, my bad. You know I'm just unapologetically myself. Does that offend you? And if they say yeah, I'm gonna do better as an individual and as a respectful person to yeah. not do that. Like moving forward, um, if you don't give a fuck, well guess what? Neither do I because I'm not gonna put that into my brain to correct myself if you don't care i don't care but the minute you care all right now as an individual i need to care i need yeah. to respect that well and like look I, even with this podcast like i say crazy shit you know uh you know we get wild over here but like <laughs> if i if i'm ever with someone and like they're actually uncomfortable or like the, i know that they don't want me to say some kind of word mm -hmm. or go some direction or whatever like yeah i'll keep that in mind i'm not gonna like i'm not like you know i'm inviting them to my home i'm not gonna like make them uncomfortable yeah like intentionally like if they happen to i mean that happens yeah but, you know but it's also your home so there's a certain level of this is my space. You exactly. came into it. Exactly. As well of the, I invited you here type thing, you know, so. It's a fine line for sure. It is. It is. Yeah. Trust me. I normally find that line by accident. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Same here, dude. My bad. Uh, bitch, I have a dick is one of the funniest. Oh, dude, when he said that <laughs> shit, like, I was like, bro, what the, like, I didn't know what to say. I was just like, my bad. I'm like what the fuck like you it's wear makeup and you know you put on a wig and shit like that so i just i i did the <laughs> asshole thing and i assumed you know the whole you make an ass out of you and me i did that and when he corrected me i was like fuck my bad like <laughs> bitch i got i was like okay i'm gonna think about that for i got i got another gay friend that uh he calls us the straights like that's how he he talks about straight people. He'd be like, you straights are fucking weird. He goes, but but gay people are way worse. You open up Snapchat and it's a butthole. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? What? So like he's he's very he's unapologetically himself. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. But he's opened my eyes to a lot of um, 
how to deal with those type of situations. When is it okay to talk about certain things? When is it not? How to properly approach if I have a question? You know, because there are some things, I'm not gay, so I don't understand some of the things you talk about. I don't understand pansexual versus asexual and demi whatever. Like, so I ask. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's an appropriate way to ask. And he kind of, he opened up my eyes to be like, yo, if you're going to ask that question, don't, don't, don't do the straights thing and be like, yo, what the fuck is a demisexual? He goes, Derek, that's not okay. I'm like, but what the fuck is a demisexual? And he's like, that's not how you ask. <laughs> like, I, I should have a transgender person on and just uh, do conduct the entire interview that way. Like, <laughs> fucking straight. Just, just get, like, print out a list and just be like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Like, here's a questionnaire. <laughs> but it is one of those things, you know, uh, they say ignorance is bliss or whatever. Like, sometimes it's easier to not know because you, yeah, can, sure. you can be like, yo, sorry, I didn't know. My bad. But it's also that situation where, you know, just because you don't know ignorance of the law is no excuse they tell you all the time at the same time so now you have to go out of your way to figure it out because i probably would have got a ticket earlier if i wouldn't have told him like nope i i know that it has to be visible that's why it's there i know my tent's legal in the back i got out of a ticket because i knew what it was he could have said whatever he wanted gave me a ticket i would have had to go to court waste my time whatever it was i don't live here i'm not going to fucking court here so now i'm paying a fine for something that i know We've made a recording session now of it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like the fuck? But it's, you know, it's one of those things, like, sometimes you do have to go out of your way to just to try to figure it out. You know, ask yeah. the questions, yeah. even though they're uncomfortable. Like, nobody wants to go up to somebody mm-hmm. and be like, yo, what the fuck are you? Yeah, I think it's easy to assume that, like, you're just supposed to, like, be in, like, I feel like going into, because I'm, like, in video production right now. Okay. I'm kind of, like, you know, towards the end looking at it and, like, you know, I have the problem where I think I'm thinking like I have to know everything mm-hmm. first day of the job. And like no. I don't think that's true for anything. No. You know, I think there is like kind of this built in assumption mm-hmm. in people where like, you know, you go to college or do your education or whatever that like you're supposed to know everything in the world. Like when yeah. you're an adult and you're just not. No, that's not the case at all. No, not at all. If really. I knew everything in the world, I would definitely be doing way better. But it's. It's a trial and error thing, especially when you're getting into a new industry or you're going to school for something. You're going to school to learn the basics. Yeah. You're not going yeah. to school to learn everything. You you get two things. You get knowledge and experience. Going to school gives you knowledge. It doesn't give you experience because you get that in the field person who's like, oh, no, bro, don't do that. Well, the book says, nah, bro, trust me, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Do it this way. You know, you're not going to know that fresh out of college. You're not going to know that when you get into things. Yeah, when you're working for different companies, I might do things differently. Exactly. You know, nothing's universal. Exactly. But now when you're 10, 15, 20 years down the road and you've got the experience and the knowledge behind it, now you can sit down and be like, you know what? I know a shit ton. Like I look back at 21-year-old business, Derek, when I first started my company, I'm like, fucking retard. Like what the fuck were you doing? I should smack the shit out of you if I had a time machine. Like why did you make those dumbass mistakes? But I, I thought I needed to know everything. I thought I needed to come into it, you know, the same way you're talking, like, ready to go. No questions. I don't need help. You know, and I fumbled the bag a few times to finally get to the point where it's like, oh, damn. I remember, no, don't do that. I've done that before. Trust me, you know. And some people aren't going to listen. Some people are going to be like, no, nah, I'm going to do it anyways. And then it's going to happen. And they're going to be like, I should have listened. But that's, you know, that's kind of the, the, the world that we're in now. They don't yeah. do a lot of on-the-job training anymore. It's, you know, you go to school before you can get this job. Yeah, unfortunately. I, yeah. W- I wish it was, uh, um, this this is kind of getting political and libertarian, but, like, I I, can't, I really wish, like, businesses would provide the education. Yes. If, instead of, like, the, you know, the institutions, the education yes. institutions. I think that would be a way 
easier method because not only do you not have to pay for your education, you get paid for education. Exactly. You are truly an asset to a company yeah. versus just like this little midway like, yeah. oh, I have this piece of paper. Can you please like... <laughs> but that's where we get to when we were talking about, you know, the Bill Gates and anything below him. Mm-hmm. When the, the business pays for your education, you become an asset to the business, you are less likely to be replaced because they put that effort into you exactly. versus when you and 12 other people show up with the same degree. And no, no experience or that one person who also interned for six months, they're now more valuable than you. So it's like, okay, give them a shot. The minute they fuck up. Well, I had five other applicants. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things, you know, if the business did that, I think we'd have more job security and less uh, people complaining about finding a job. Yes. Because now they're taking a risk. They're putting skin in the game just like you did. You shouldn't be the only one that has to put skin in the game. I also feel education should be free. Like, that's one of those things I feel like you shouldn't have to pay for that shit. You should be able to be like, I want to do this. And as long as I put the time, effort, and to getting to that point, I should be able to do that. Hmm. Versus, like, if you want to be a doctor, if I wanted to be a doctor, I'm not paying, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars in student debt to become a doctor. Yeah. If somebody was going to be like, yo, if you want to be a doctor, go give it a shot. Now it's up to me to put my all into it. Versus getting two hundred thousand dollars in debt and then being like, fuck this. Nope. Yeah. I mean, I I don't necessarily think education should be free. Um, just because, I mean, when you are conducting education, you are, like, doing a service, which, like, mm-hmm. requires labor. So, like, if you were to make that thing free, then there's really, in theory, there's no way to pay that. I mean, but look at pre-K through high school. Yeah. That's free for us. Well, Teachers are still paid. I mean, it's not really because we pay taxes. Why can't it be the same thing for college? Wait, what do you mean? Like, college give, give this tuition to you for free and taxes pay for whatever else is needed. Like, I feel like there's a, so many people that are just crazy smart or super fit for a certain type of job that just don't have the money and the means to be able to go to school for a certain degree. Like, yeah. let's say your neighbor, for example, is like a super genius, but they're just they're in poverty. So they work every day just to pay their bills and make sure they have food and they don't have the money or the time to go to school, but they could cure cancer. Yeah, but I think the reason that that's the case is like because of the same apparatus that imposes taxes. Like they they create an environment where like they can't get formal education. Like if it was, I believe if it was, if it was a true free market of education, like there would naturally be um, you know more affordable education for lower income things. That's I think when you have that all tax, it actually does the inverse of what a lot of people think education does. And I mean, let's I mean. Let's be real. Nine times out of ten, like state-run like education or institutions are always worse than private. Yeah. Like, and obviously there's a price increase in that, but like the reason that there is that is because the government undercuts the potential for a lower income That's market. Right. So I guess the reason I look at free education is because I have my GED. I grew up, you know, in poverty. You know, went through my my trials and tribulations like every street kid. Um, got my GD. I went to school. I had a, a, a some scholarships to go to full sale, mm-hmm. but in order for me, it was for it was for uh, like books and the classes itself. I still had to pay for housing because I didn't get housing in my scholarships, so I still had to pay for for housing, which means I had to go to work for forty hours a week on top of going to school. And it got to the point where I couldn't juggle both, so I had to drop school. Mm-hmm. So I could pay my bills and feed myself, right? So where I'm at today is because I had to h- hustle harder than others. 
I had to work twice as hard for some things versus if my education was provided. And I'm willing to bet that if my education was provided or I finished school, I found a way to do that, I'd be further along in my career than I am now. Hmm. I'm a whole lot further than a lot of people because the plate that I had to eat off of was scraps compared to some people. So it was one of those things of uh, me being in poverty and coming from poverty was poor decisions made from my family. So um, I'm the first person in my family uh, to, in a sense, break the cycle. Like I drive around in Mercedes Benz. I have, you know, thousands of dollars of jewelry. I'm traveling the country and shit like that. Uh, most of my family's still on welfare and get section eight and stuff not like flex. that. No. Yeah. Not, not the flex, <laughs> but it's like, it's like, I, uh, I've made it to that point where I could have easily did the same shit they did and just fell out of that. But I was so focused and so determined to get away from that. And unfortunately school just wasn't in that path because of everything yeah. I had to do to try to break the cycle. Um, versus if I had free education, I wouldn't have to so much worry about working 40 hours a week and it could have focused on school. Versus having to do both. So I think in some situations, maybe not all education being free, but some situations there should be, you know, if you meet a certain criteria, like, you know, uh, incredibly discounted education or just free education. Um, but I feel like there should be vigorous testing involved in it to make sure that you're fit for whatever it is. You're not just jumping into something because you want to do it and then yeah, you're going to sure. flunk out. That's fair. That's so. Fair. But I also agree with what you're saying on, you know, uh, having to deal with the taxes and all that stuff to make sure things that are, yeah. are still in that cycle. Well, I mean, and let's be real. Like, I don't think like high school is free education, mm-hmm. right? I mean, did you take high school seriously? No, but I didn't either. I was homeless at 12. So me not taking school seriously is different than most <laughs> that people. Example, I see. But that's but that that's what I'm saying is like the situations that I went through versus some people is yeah. why I think, you know, education, because if, if, you know, I had a good home and stuff like that and didn't have to deal with, you know, family being on drugs and, you know, into, you know, the negative shit. And I was able to focus on other things like my education. I'd be a whole lot further where I'm at versus at 12 years old. I learned how to survive. I learned how to hustle and make sure that I was fed and everything I needed to do was taken care of. But I was forced to learn that at a very young age versus, you know, you get high schoolers at 18 that don't even know how to go grocery shopping. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, I think there's that weird divide between where some people are allowed to go and where some people wish they could go. Sure. So, but I, I don't know any high school that took high school serious other than the kids that were like super fucking motivated. Yeah. Well, and like, you know, like with your, you know, you could, you, I think kind of have like a more unique situation where, you know, like, I think there are certain people who, if they're put in like a, a, you know, hard position where, um, you know, they like their success is like required for them to like get out of that. Like they're, you know, maybe that they would benefit more from like a free education, but I think there are a lot more people who would just not take it seriously. No, I it agree would just with be that. handed to yeah. them and they'd be like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to get the A. I'm not going to actually learn anything from yep. it. No, I get that. You know, which is why, you know, maybe having the, the criteria, you yeah, go through a sure. testing, you know, something to, to prove to me you're interested. Yeah. To prove to me that you're actually going to do what you need to do and you're not just going to half ass it because yeah. it's free. No, I think like a, like, you know, a, you know, a school or a business or something wants to give a, um, uh, like a assessment test for them to get in. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Facts. At all. I think it's cool. Um, 
Shit, man, we've been going for over an hour. I think it's probably time to wrap up. Yeah. I know you, I know you got I, a studio coming. Trust me, I can get to going. So <laughs> I have interviews where they're like, bro, we've been at this three hours. I'm like, yep, chop it to however you need to chop it because. Oh, uh, we, do, we don't cut here. I mean, we'll, okay. we'll uh, you know, around the parts where, you know, you know whatever. Yeah. The, uh, the technical things will you'll, cut around. You'll do what you need to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. One time I had a guy come. He was like, afterwards, he was like, hey, can I take your interview and edit? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> He said some shit he probably shouldn't have said. He was like, fuck. No, that was the thing. He didn't even really. He just like talked about his his like his growing up. He was like, I just don't want people to know I was poor. I'm like, dude, shit. have you seen the people that we have in this podcast? <laughs> I, I I like when people know my background a little bit because it I don't know who your listeners are. I don't it know how large it is. You. Yeah, it, it lets people know that I'm a real person. It lets people know that you can come from something similar to me and make it out. It lets people know that you really can follow your dreams. If you uh, follow um, the process and you believe in the process, anything can happen. Same thing with, you know, uh, starting your own podcast, becoming a doctor, a hip-hop artist, whatever it is. Follow the process, pay your dues, and stay dedicated to it, and anything can happen. So I feel like he's kind of in the, the, the wrong because he's going to paint this picture that he never struggled, never had to deal with any, you know, obstacles, which in sense could backfire on him because I'm not listening to somebody who hasn't dealt with some type of hardship. It doesn't have to be my hardship, but you ha- I, I'm more likely to listen to you if I know, you know, you dealt with something and you just sure. didn't, dad didn't just hand this to you. <laughs> like you didn't trump this one. Like <laughs> it's uh, a... <laughs> It's one of those situations where it's like, I feel like he kind of shot himself in the foot worrying about that. So, mm. yeah, man. Well, uh, hey, I really appreciate having you on, man. Thank you for having me. You're good, good to have. Uh, come on anytime, man. Definitely, I love definitely. Having you and we had a good conversation. Um, before we cut out, Iowa Music Awards, October yes, 30th. Yes. Make sure to check that out. Go vote. Um, any artist that listens to this, submit. Uh, it's a huge opportunity for the Iowa music market. I have a song that dropped today, actually, called Never Ooh. Have I Ever. So that dropped, and we've got a crazy campaign for that to hit uh, a couple million radio plays. So fingers crossed. And my That's album, awesome. Eye of Silence, drops in October. Got a lot coming. So Awesome. Anybody that- listening, follow me at Silence, the number nine, SHH, on all social media platforms. That's fucking awesome, man. We'll put those links in the description. Perfect. Man, I love what you do. I love that you're like actually able to make it, like <laughs> doing it full time. Like I always love it when people come through and they're like, yeah, I'm actually fucking doing yeah. it, man. I got the plays. I got the audience. Like, fuck. I love it, man. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back. We're here every Wednesday, Saturday. At least we try to. Yeah. Um, and uh, go check out the Patreon, all that. Have a good one. Peace. Perfect.